Welcome, everyone, to a brand new edition of Learn About World Cuisine. Today is all about England and British food. We're going to go over the pond. We're going to give you tons of information about London and British food. Lots of great facts today. In a couple of minutes, I'll be calling my co-host, Peter DeFeo. Uh, Peter is a world traveler, and he will tell you all about his experiences. Uh, he said he has tons of notes on London. So let's get started with the facts. The Earl of Sandwich invented the sandwich when he asked for his meat to be uh, put in between two slices of bread. Here's the story behind that. The sandwich was invented by the Earl of Sandwich. And the reason the sandwich was invented was because he was an addicted poker player. <laughs> he loved playing cards. And uh, before he asked for that to be put between two slices of bread, uh, the sandwich uh, never existed. Uh, he wanted to have a free hand so that he could play cards. So he asked his uh, staff to send him meat in between bread, and the reason for that was because he wanted to keep playing his card game. So that's an interesting story. Broccoli was first known in England as Italian asparagus. First so solid chocolate bar made in Bristol in 1847, so I found that neat. Uh, the chocolate bar came from uh, Britain. It was in Bristol, and it was started in 1847. So the chocolate bars we have today have been around since 1847. The Romans uh, loved British oysters. Iced buns are literally a hot dog bun with icing on top. Now, toad in a hole is a popular dish, and it used to be made with several ingredients, such as pigeon, uh, was one of the old ingredients. Uh, now it's uh, made with sausage. In the 14th century, royal guards would eat roast beef every Sunday, and that is why they were called beef eaters. Uh, fish and chips is very, very popular. That's that's one of uh, Britain actually has uh, a bad reputation for uh, bland food, and uh, that has changed. So if you're going to travel to England, uh, keep in mind that the food had a bad reputation years ago for being bland and dull, uh, but that is no longer the case. There's tons of great food. The pubs in Britain have some excellent food. That is where you should go. Uh, chicken tikka masala is the most popular food dish. We talked about this on our India show. Uh, there are, if you go to Philly, uh, if you go to, uh, any of your podcast platforms, we're on all podcast platforms. We're on iHeartRadio. We're on Spotify. Just look up, learn about world cuisine or the easiest way that I find podcasts are to go to Google. And Google, learn about world cuisine with the word podcast. So learn about world cuisine podcast. We did an episode about India. And in that episode, we taught you that London 
has more Indian restaurants than Mumbai. So I found that fascinating. For some reason, Indian food, the popularity in England, took off. Uh, they really love Indian food. And there are now more rest- uh, more Indian restaurants in London than there are in Mumbai. Uh, beer is the favorite drink. So if you go to a pub in Britain, uh, you'll have plenty of beer. Here is something that I'm going to blow your mind. So please take a pause. If you're driving to work, if you're at the gym listening to this, we have a lot of listeners that listen while they're cleaning on the weekends. Apple pie, which is supposed to be as American as apple pie, is actually not American. Apple pie was created in England. So when you hear the old expression, it's as American as apple pie. It's actually not true. Apple pie comes from England. So I thought that was cool. Uh, 48% of all food in the UK is imported. Uh, UK exports over $20 billion of food and drink each year. 71% of their land is used for farming. 970 million eggs are laid every year. 970 million eggs are laid in uh, England every year. They have 158. Now, this is what I want to circle back on. I told you that they used to have a bad reputation for their food. Uh, It used to be considered bland and boring. That's not the case anymore. Right now, there are 158 Michelin-starred restaurants in England. Uh, Everyone knows Gordon Ramsay. A lot of these guys came along and gave gave a good reputation uh, to their food. There are over 700 types of cheese. They won the best sparkling wine award in the entire world. And it's exclusive to England. So if you go to England, try out that sparkling wine. They won. It was called Best in the World. And it is only available over in England. There are more than 1,000 breweries. And I believe the population, I got to double check. I'm not sure. If you want to send us an email, diningonadime at yahoo.com. Uh, but I believe the population is 52 million uh, compared to America, which is 300 million people. They have 52 million people, and there are over 1,000 breweries. There's a London store called Fortnum and Mason, and that is actually a store that is uh, called the Queen's Store. She actually goes there. It's called Fortnum and Mason. So if you go and if you're traveling to London, and you're traveling to England, uh, try out that store. That is where the actual queen shops. Uh, once again, in a couple minutes, we're going to go to our world traveler, Peter DeFeo. He was, he's an actor. He was on The Sopranos. He was in American Gangster. If you saw his face, you would recognize him. Uh, we're going to call him at 10. And he said he has <clears throat> four pages of notes uh, about London and England, so you're going to love it. 
Uh, let's keep going. Baked goods are very popular all over Britain. So if you go o- over to England uh, for business or a, a travel experience, uh, you'll see baked goods all over the place. Uh, fish and chips was invented, have been around since the late 19th century. So the late 19th century, fish and chips has been around. Paul A. Young, chocolate, is known as the best in the entire world, and you can only buy it in England. So if you're taking a trip to England, if you're on business and you're going over the pond, keep in mind that there's a chocolate called Paul A. Young. It was uh, voted the best in the entire world, and you can only get it in England. So write that down. Uh, You might want to get that because it's called the best in the world, and you can only get it over there. Uh, There's a town called Brixton, and it actually has a chocolate museum. Uh, Eggs, sausage, toast, and potatoes are considered a full English breakfast. Uh, Also, the continental breakfast that you get at your hotels was actually invented in England. So if it wasn't for the British, the great British people, uh, we would not have the continental breakfast. And if you go over to England, please note that eggs, sausage, toast, and potatoes, you need to order in order to have the full English breakfast, which is very popular. So um, if you go to any podcast platform, look up Learn About World Cuisine. We have done the French Polynesian Islands. We have done Italy. We have done France. We have done... uh, We did the Samoan Islands that did very well. Uh, We did Samoa. We did Fiji. Uh, So anywhere you want to learn about, you can go to your favorite podcast platform, and we have covered it. Uh, This show has taken off lately. We want to thank the great listeners in India. Uh, for helping us get uh, find an audience. Uh, we're hoping to catch new people, uh, but we have taken off. The show has increased by 70%, and a lot of them are listeners in India. So I want to thank them. Uh, let's call Peter DeFeo. He is a world traveler. He is going to give you information. Now, <clears throat> here's the reason why people love our show. Anybody can read Wikipedia and give you the same information that I just gave you. But Peter is a world traveler, so he's going to actually tell you the real deal. What happens when you get there? What do you do? Uh, what's it like to eat there, etc.? So here we go. We're calling Peter DeFeo, world traveler. Hold on. Hey, good morning, Peter. We're live on the air, buddy. Let's talk about England. We just gave a lot of good facts, but let's see what you have. Uh, you're a world traveler. Let's talk about it. Well, uh, I've been to the Queen's home. Wow. Uh, I, I, uh, <laughs> uh, the castle. And uh, I've been to London. I've been all through England. But listen, there's so much going on. It would be like trying to talk about the United States uh, in, in one conversation so let's talk, uh, talk about london itself um 
the Queen's house uh, and fish and chips. The big thing in London is fish and chips, and it's understandably why. Uh, fish and chips are made uh, pretty much like um, French fries. Uh, you, you, uh, you couldn't turn down this plate how it's, how it's made. It is, it is fish is a filleted white fish dipped in a seasoned breadcrumbs, salt, pepper, and more. Uh, this three inch by five to six inch fillet is dipped into boiling oil after it's breaded, of course, for a few minutes, just enough to make the uh, cook and cook it and uh, still maintain a melt in your mouth, flaky, awesome tasting fish. Chips, on the other hand, are like French fries. They're also uh, dipped in oil and uh, cooked that way. Uh, but these potatoes are um, different size. They're about five eighths to three quarters of an inch thick and five to six inches long. They're a piece of potato. Uh, as as they're called, uh, fish and chips, warm, they, they maintain a warm, soft, mouth-watering texture. They take these two hot items and awesome-tasting and looking items, both the fish and the chips, and they place them on a plate that has coleslaw, tomatoes, onions, uh, peppers, and other uh, all types of raw uh veggies um and they um the contrast between the fantastic contrast between the the fish and chips and the uh, bed that it's laying on is awesome and nutrition nutritional wise uh, I, I really enjoyed eating it and i had fish and chips every chance i could get uh they eat what they call dinner uh, but it's actually lunch in america we call it lunch it ends about one o'clock, and then they go on to their work. Later in the day, they slow down, and uh, from their hustle, and uh, the, the, uh, we head for tea parlor. The English word, uh, you know, uh, is a tea parlor. Uh, Landsberg is elegant. Uh, the uh, af after traveling to the Queen's Palace. And seeing the guards and, and uh, taking the underground here and there, walking miles, we were ready. There is a good choice for afternoon tea. Uh, the Ritz, the Claridge, uh, Sketch Cafe is, uh, was our choice. Uh, there's also the Royal and many, many, many more. The um, Sketch Cafe has a lot of art in it, and the wife and I are both artists. It was about 4 p.m., and we were dressed good. Uh, you're not allowed in there. It's almost formal uh, with shorts and T-shirts or anything like that. The, uh, tea is a small – here's a small example of teas that they had available. Earl Grey, which is very popular in Canada. Green tea, black tea with milk is the first choice of the Brits. Believe it or not, black tea – with sugar and milk is their first choice. Um, you feel very, Americans uh, feel very comfortable there. Of course, not only speak the same language, but we seem to eat the same type of food. Uh, 
whatever tea you have, the desserts will overpower. Um, they are Im immense amount of color and taste and types of desserts. Every type of cake, um, cupcakes, layer cakes, cut in little squares, uh, cake shells filled with cream and ice cream, cookies. Uh, we can go on. All that sweets down with black tea, milk, and sugar will energize even the dead tired. And <laughs> believe me, that energized us. And that, that was around 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Um, you know, as, as dinner is as actually lunch to us, but they call it dinner. Um, so uh, we went through it, and um, uh, well, not, well bre breakfast is, uh, is meat and potatoes, by the way. Um, so we, we had a, a nice little breakfast in the morning. That's from 8 to 10. That's, uh, you know, which to us would be a dinner. It's almost like they're doing it backwards. Late at night, after running around and everything else, uh, uh, we were all charged up. Uh, we wanted to head somewhere. Where can we go late at night and get a snack? So around uh, 11, 12 o'clock, uh, we start heading, heading for Soho, uh, you know, London. After all that tea and dessert, we were so wound up, uh, I, I don't think we could have slept that night. Still, still on foot, but we did take a hacky. A hacky is like a classy cab. We took it once. It was kind of expensive. Uh, most of the time, we took a hack, which is like a little taxi, uh, to Soho. Pizza, very much like in the States. Uh, dough, round, red sauce, cheese, and whatever. Just like being in Philadelphia. You can even get a Coke. And <laughs> that was a, the way we topped off that day. Going into the next day, we missed um, breakfast break <laughs> uh, call, which was between 8 and 10. Uh, we almost missed dinner, uh, which was at one uh, ends at 1 p.m. We just made it in time. Uh, we decided to spend more time in museums. And wow, you, you can't believe it. They have so many museums. Whatever you would want to get into, whatever's your thing, there's a museum for it. Just ask. They speak English and without a Philadelphia accent. All museums are easy to reach and able by underground or a hack. With, with the hack, you can talk to the driver. He'll know exactly what museum to take you to and get you there quicker without any confusion um faster and uh, you know more more efficient i would say art is our thing marie and i both are graduates of, of art schools she went to more out to the philadelphia college of art and we do commercials and fine art so art was our thing and that's the museums uh, we we attended first british museum the national gallery victoria and Albert Museum, it seems it seemed endless and endless. We never got to see all the museums in, in the time that we were there, uh, and, and and the other trips that we made. It could take living in London for a period of time to truly get to see most of all the wonderful museums. As many times 
as we have gone, I do not believe I've seen all of London's museums. In the museums, they do have places where you get fish and chips, uh, but mostly cake and maybe a cup of coffee uh, is, is what most people will eat in the, you know, while in the museums. I, you know, I might just move there after the pandemic. Uh, I, uh, Marie's gone. She passed, uh, she had a b- birthday and uh, she was in excellent shape. And in two weeks, I don't know, something happened. She couldn't swallow. They could never figure out what was wrong. She couldn't breathe. She, and, and she died. So the, um, if I ever get to open time, I may just do that. I may move there for six months or so. Uh, yes, I recommend England, London, for all uh, English-speaking people. I was, I was, uh, you know, I, I have a little. My complexion's kind of tan, and I was waiting at a train station late at night, and somebody came by me, and he bent his head, and he looked at my face. He asked, "Do you speak English?" And I answered, no, I speak Philadelphian, but uh, South Philadelphian. <laughs> so w- with that, uh, I'm going to move on. Uh, and that, that's, you know, that's, that's a quick summary of uh, England and it's, uh, actually London. Hey, Peter, let's, uh, let's tell the folks a uh, popular thing over there is tea time. Uh, and that's something that's popular over here also. Uh, let's talk about tea time. What is tea time? Well, tea time is about halfway through the afternoon. Uh, it's it's from three to four o'clock. You have to. It's almost formal. You have to dress up uh, to go to tea time. You don't have to wear a tie, uh, but you know that they have more respect for you. You can't wear a t-shirt or, or uh, uh, you know go in the sloppy pants, uh, short pants, and stuff. Or sneakers. Um, the tea is, um, you know, black tea is their favorite tea. But they have Earl Grey, they have green tea, they have every type of tea you could think of. But what they drink is black tea with cream and sugar. That's their favorite. Uh, but the big thing at tea time is the desserts. There's a smorgasbord of desserts. Uh, little tiny cakes, layer cakes, cupcakes. Uh, I, I couldn't count how many different types of, of uh, desserts they have that goes along with the tea. And uh, you know, they have a sweet, uh, sweet tongue, and uh, they, they want to taste all these beautiful cakes and pies. And, and uh, some, some of them are uh, hollowed out with uh, hollowed uh, cake with a... Uh, ice cream and uh, uh, creams, you know, shot into them. Now, where is this located? Is it at the regular restaurants or are there special restaurants for tea time? See, that's a question that only you would know, really. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, well, at the regular restaurants, you can get it, but you don't want to do that. You want to go to the restaurants uh, that specialize in it, and they're all over the place. Oh, okay. uh, the, uh, yeah, they, they, uh, the tea restaurants, they're like tea parlors, you know? And uh, the, uh, uh, the like uh, we talked, the Sketch Cafe, uh, the Claridge, the Ritz. Uh, these are some of the places where they had uh, tea 
time, uh, about four o'clock. You want to get there between uh, th between three and five, uh, but I, I would get there earlier, uh, you know, uh, than five. I, I, w I wouldn't get there any later than four to really enjoy it. Just dress well, be comfortable. It's very classy, uh, you know, like the word Ritz. You know, going to the Ritz. <laughs> yeah, that. that that is something that everyone should try. It, it is. It is a. Uh, it, it is a. Uh, uh, what would you call it? Uh, it, it? It's. It's the. It's British, just as much as fish and chips. Tea time is very, very important. And that is what I just got done explaining before I called you. Anyone can go to Wikipedia and look up what I'm selling you. You know what I mean? What makes our show, and the reason that we have increased in popularity dramatically over the last few weeks, is because you've been there. Uh, I've heard of Tea Time all my life, but I had no idea, you know, the specifics. The fact that you have been there is what makes us better than most travel shows. Uh, what was your favorite experience in London? Uh, what what did you take back? It was, was it the art? What what was it? I enjoyed the museums. Uh, of course, Marie and I enjoyed the museums tremendously. Um, I enjoyed talking to the people and to see the words. Like instead of cab, uh, or or they call it a hack, or a uh, the underground. Instead of calling it the L or the train, uh, it's a long. Uh, the first time I was there, we took the underground. And it was the longest escalator I'd ever seen in my life. I, I even, I'm afraid of nothing. <laughs> but it was kind of fearful because you, you could hardly see the end of it. It, it must have gone down four stories. Wow. And, and it's really an underground. It's really underground. Wow. Uh, the, uh, just, just the variety and meeting the people and, uh, uh, you know, going to the palace is, is a, you know, it's, you know is, a, is a 15 minute thing. Uh, you know, seeing the things that you see on the media and you read about, but living with the people and uh, understanding uh, that they are our people. That's where we started, uh, you know, and, and uh, this country started, England, you know, started it. And uh, it, it's, uh, it, it, was, it was great. The Sketch Cafe was very nice to see all the artists work on display and stuff, um, you know, I, I would uh, I would recommend it for, for anyone, you know. So there's people trying to get through my line. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> um, the uh, I'll call, call them back, of course. Uh, I, of course, I've been to Canada and all, and uh, you can see the uh, English influence in Canada. Okay. Uh, the Brits, you know, uh, uh, the way the... Uh, they, they have tea. Their big thing is on tea. Uh, but, of course, they like the Earl Grey. That's their favorite. Hey, Peter, we talked about this in our Indian food episode, our India episode. Uh, did you see a huge influx of Indian restaurants or Indian cuisine while you were in London? Uh, yeah, it's, grow it's been growing from the first time we were there. I don't think I've seen any, any influence on Indian the first time. But uh, there seems to be more of an international flavor. As I said, they have pizza parlor, uh, you know, some Indian food, German, uh, you know, restaurant went into a German restaurant, and uh, that was quite different. Uh, 
So uh, the world seems to be coming a tremendous melting pot and people coming from all directions. And England, of course, uh, like all other uh, cities, uh, is, is, having, ha is open to immigrants and, and all sorts of people coming in. Legal immigrants, that is. And what was the weirdest thing you saw? Like, was there something that they do that is totally different than anything you've seen? Like, do they have laws, certain, uh, certain behaviors? Was there anything that no you uh, thought was peculiar? Well, well there is. Uh, I was wondering if I should mention it. Uh, we did have someone lure us into a, uh, like a fire tower that went underground, that went down. And uh, they, I forget why there was something going on, and we were curious. And each level, uh, they were like, uh, you know, you had to pay money to see it. Had a, had a this and that. Had a, had a, oh yeah, yeah. It was a <laughs> embarrassed to talk about. Uh, they said that there was uh, the strip show, oh, and okay. and uh, it was uh, gypsies probably. And uh, when we finally got to uh, where it was, uh, there was a, uh, they were holding up a sheet, and uh, there was a silhouette of a girl behind it, and she was dancing. <laughs> I, I imagine she had no clothes on. She didn't look like she had any clothes on. <laughs> but that was weird. That was very, very weird. Um, but that, that was the weirdest thing, you know, we ran into. Uh, uh, everything else, you know, you felt at home. And the reason the reason I say that is because one of the reasons I created this show is because of stories I would hear at the hotel I used to work at. And some of the stories I've heard were about how different Europe and all the uh, countries are than uh, the United States. I had a lady tell me a story where she was in Europe <clears throat> and you know how they have peanuts on the bar. Well, she grabbed a handful of peanuts, and then her bill at the front register was she was charged for the handful of peanuts. So I, that's why I, you know, and what what makes our show better than most travel shows is that anyone can look up Wikipedia and get the information I'm telling you. But you've been there. Uh, the information you gave today was brilliant because I've never I've heard of tea time all my life. You know, you have the kids playing tea and this, that, and the other thing. But I didn't, I didn't know exactly what it was till I just talked to you. So give your plugs. Uh, let everyone know how they can find you. Uh, you know, everything else. Well, tea time is different. Uh, let me give you a little more into tea time. When you, the people do it in their individual house, uh, they, oh, they have their tea, <laughs> no matter where they are, at, you know, 3 to 5 o'clock. And... Uh, in their house, it's like mom or grandma, and they, they bring out a pot of tea, and they bring some cakes and cookies. Nice. So it's, it's done in a very uh, low scale compared to when you go out. When you go out, of course, you're paying for it. And, uh, you know, it's a, a scale like you wouldn't would not ever see anywhere else. I mean, it is just it's like going to the best baker in South Philadelphia, uh, and and we're having tea with uh, eating, you know, uh, attempting to eat everything they made there. Yeah. So the uh, oh myself, um, yeah, I, I've um, I've been a uh, um, I am an actor and an artist uh, through and through. I'm widowed right now, and 
I was married uh, from the age of 18, right out of high school. It's so my high school sweetheart. She was uh, an artist also. She had been an artist, uh, taken art lessons since she was four. And she went to an all-girls uh, uh, art school. And uh, I went to the Philadelphia College of Art. They wouldn't let me in the school she was at. <laughs> so uh, I, uh, I've been in many, many uh, shows and movies. I've been, uh, um, you know, I've, I've, I've been to, uh, um, I've, I've been in From Sleeping with the Fishes, uh, Saddle Up with Mickey Rooney, a Cat, K-A-N-K, which is a, a Indian uh, movie. Uh, and I've worked around the world, Italy and other places. Um, I've been in many, many movies playing principal roles, and I'm still doing that. In fact, I just got off the phone with my agent right before you called, and uh, she has some work for me. I, uh, this Monday, I got a job as a uh, on a series where I'm going to play a doctor, a, a 19th century doctor. Um, I have another series where I am an, a restaurant owner, uh, mostly they like me as a professional doc, lawyer, uh, judge in uh, room nine. I was the judge. Uh, so uh, I'm, I'm having fun. And I, I hope to retire in uh, 38 years when I reach 120. Uh, <laughs> but I, I just love working and I, I love keeping busy. I work 16 hours a day, seven days a week, and I eat very well. I'm on no medication. I've, n I've never taken any type of pills or medication. I don't drink or smoke. And uh, it shows. It, uh, it shows on my face. And people people think I'm 20 years younger than I am, uh, which I'm, I, I, I blame God for that. I'm very fortunate, very fortunate. So that's, that's about it. Anything else you need to know? Well, I would like uh, you to tell our listeners where they can find you. Uh, you said you help actors and this, that, and the other thing. Yes, I help them all the time. Uh, they they call me. I, I get scripts. Uh, they want to know where they could go to act and, and do that. That's that's another that's another uh, hour going over that. Uh, call me six one zero five six five two zero zero zero. That's my uh, cell phone. Again, six one zero five six five two thousand. Or if you want to snail mail me your resumes or, or script, big script, you can send it to P.O. Box 2000, Media, M-E-D-I-A, Pennsylvania, 19063. If you want to email me, it's Peter DeFeo, actor, at gmail.com. Uh, put my name on the net, and it'll pop right up. Peter DeFeo, New York monster. That's not me. <laughs> I am. I'm the actor. I'm the other guy. <laughs> and I've been mistaken. I was even arrested. Uh, this strange story, uh, uh, because I went to Canada in 1981 to get a hernia operation. And Sedice Hospital does the best operations in the world in Toronto. So uh, I flew there. And people said, why do you do that? Well, I said, oh, the doctors in America say they do the Canadian process. I'm going to go to the guy who's doing it, right? <laughs> so... Uh, they did, you know, they operated on me on Friday. I flew on Thursday. They operated on me on Friday. Uh, Saturday, Friday night, Saturday, they had us playing cards and eating cookies and <laughs> tea and tea, drinking tea and eating cookies. And Monday, they shoved us out the door. Wow. 
Wednesday, I went to one of my sites. I, I own a lot of real estate, and I have this 100-unit complex, and uh, mud, a rainstorm came, and mud was washing down the railroad ties and the mud into people's uh, glass sliding doors. Um, I said, uh, uh, the guy called me that night, and I couldn't get any of my men. So I took a shovel, and I went out, and I shoveled the, the mud, and I moved the railroad tie. This was like... Uh, five days after the operation, four or five days, after, five days, I guess, after the operation. And the police chief in the town came to me, and uh, he, he had his arms behind, his hands behind himself. He says, Pete, my God, you just had a hernia operation. You went to Canada. I don't know. Everyone knows my business. So uh, he said, uh, man, I, that's hard to believe. You're moving railroad ties and shoveling mud. So next thing I know, he puts handcuffs on me. His name, please... Chief Hendershot, and uh, then he's driving me around the town, and he's, he's showing everybody that he got this mobster, you know, in the, in the car, and the FBI got on his uh, mobile, and uh, I could hear them, him saying, oh, yeah, okay, I'll take him back, so they must have said, uh, why don't you take him back and check to see, so he took me back to the station, dropped my pants, and he went, oh, my God, uh, wow. What type of person are you? I said, well, I went to Canada where they, they really do. I never had a problem with the operation. Never had a problem with it. I mean, they, they do a great job. And, uh, uh, you know, the, uh, so, you know, just because of my name, Peter DeFeo, uh, there was a Peter DeFeo in New York who uh, was involved with Amy Vohara, and he was head of the union in the United States. He knew everybody. Uh, President Roosevelt asked him not to have a States, uh, because of the war situation, and so he knew presidents, he knew mobsters, he knew everybody. He was like the mayor of Brooklyn, and very much like myself. And uh, you know, I'm friendly and, and outgoing, and I help people. But he was never arrested for anything. But if he, when you come up, when you put my name on the internet, he comes up, Peter DeFeo, and that, that's the man they're talking about. <laughs> I never met him. Uh, my family are were share farmers in South Jersey, and uh, you know until they bought their own farm and, and had their own you know stand and stuff. But uh, that's you know, that's the story of uh, Peter DeFeo. Okay, Peter, I want to thank you so much. Okay, you have a nice day. Thank you again, Peter. Today was one of your best efforts. Thank you. All right, thank you. That was Peter DeFeo. Uh, like I said, what makes our show better than the other uh, travel shows is that anyone can get the information I'm telling you online. But Peter has actually physically been to all of the countries that we talk about. So if you go to your favorite podcast platform or if you go to Google and you put in Learn About World Cuisine Podcast, You'll see we're on iHeartRadio, we're on Amazon Music, we're on Spotify. Peter gives you his real-life experience in the country. Uh, we've done Italy, we've done the islands, we did French Polynesia Islands are our second most popular show. So I want everyone to subscribe to the show and get this great information. Once again, I've heard about Tea Time my entire life, but I had no idea what it was, and he just explained to you. 
his real life experience. We're going to give a couple more facts and then we're going to sign off. Uh, here we go. Sausages were first introduced in England in 450 A.D. So sausages have been around a lot of years. Uh, Peter told you that the names of the stuff that we would use in America are different. Uh, actually, so is the food names. So if you travel through England, you will find that the food, the same food, has a different name in many parts of the uh, country. There is a society, uh, a high uh, society dedicated just to sausages, <laughs> to show you how much they love their sausages. Pork sausage is the most popular. They are expected to reach food sales of $111 billion. And once again, America has over 300 million people. England has, I think, and you can correct me on this, dining on a dime at yahoo.com, I think they have about 53 million people. 41% of the British eat lunch at their desks. Pudding is the name for all desserts. So how many times have you guys heard about pudding in, in England? How many times have you heard about the word pudding? I actually thought it was physical pudding. It's actually what they call their desserts. Uh, they call cookies biscuits. And that's why the popular term is biscuits and tea. Biscuit is what they call cookies. Coffee cake is very popular during tea time. Peter taught you guys about tea time today. And coffee cake is very popular. Uh, the lemonade that they sell has actually carbonation. So when you go over the pond and you order lemonade, their lemonade is different. It ha actually has carbonation. It, it has a fizzy uh, type uh, lemonade. Chips are similar to fries, so when you hear about fish and chips and you're wondering why would they give potato chips with fish, actually fish is another is a type of fries. Uh, crisps are similar to potato chips. So when you go and you hear, if you're watching BBC and you're uh, watching some of the shows they have and you hear the word chips, that is basically fries, French fries, and if you hear the word crisps, that's basically potato chips. Once again, uh, I want to thank everyone for listening. Uh, Learn About World Cuisine is a weekly show. We take a different country from around the world, and we give you fascinating facts that you guys can look up yourself on the Internet. What makes our show different and better than most travel shows is Peter DeFeo gives you his real-life experience in the country He'll tell you the real deal. Anyone can read and study books and find out the information, but when you've been there, you really don't know till you've been there, and that's what he brings to the show. Uh, today he taught you about London. Once again, tea time, I had no idea. He taught you what it really is. Uh, he did a great job. If you find our podcast on all podcast platforms, you will learn his Italy show is still getting rave reviews. It's our highest rated show. And because Peter has been to Italy several times, the input that he gives in our Italy show is second to none. I got tons of emails.
people saying they didn't even have an idea that we do this show. They found it. They listened to the Italy show, and they were blown away. Uh, this show is a brother to our main show. Our main show is called Dining on a Dime. It's available on every single podcast platform. Basically, it's a food show for foodies around the world, and uh, we focus on your budget. That's the difference between our show and the millions and millions of other food podcasts. We're one of the few, if not only, uh, food show out there that focuses on your budget, your wallet. So look us up. That's our niche market, our people that like to eat well but at a lower price. Dining on a dime. Uh, just put that in your Google machine. Put in dining on a dime podcast. We're everywhere. Uh, that show is actually on more platforms than this one. Uh, please listen to the show. Please subscribe to both shows. Uh, dining on a dime just did a a show about diners this week, and we give you tons of great information about diners. Uh, so if you want to learn a lot about diners, and especially New Jersey diners, which are, uh, New Jersey is the diner capital of the world, go to your favorite podcast platform, listen to the diner episode, and you're going to learn a lot. Next week, we're going to take you on another journey around the world. So we'll see you next week.